It is Mariana Minx. Thank you so much for joining me. Like I said earlier, we do have Ben Shaw from House Me in the studio. Thank you so much for joining me, Ben Shaw. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. And you are the CEO of House Me. That's right. I've been uh, the CEO for House Me uh, since its inception. I'm one of the co-founders. Yes. Um, Kyle Bradley and I founded House Me um, after having a bit of a career doing something completely different. And we've been doing this now for almost four years, three, three years or so. That's incredible. And we were just briefly talking about the stats. So House Me has done a lot in this short amount of time that you've been in the business. So talk us through some of your highlights of being a co-founder of House Me. Sure. So I think uh, to take a step back, you've got to look at what the market is doing and what is it that, that we sort of, what, what are we trying to accomplish? Yeah. Um, Housme is a, a residential rental technology company. Okay. So we are focused purely on helping a, a mom and pop landlord uh, or a tenant who you know, is looking for a place to stay, yeah. trying to connect them and uh, and think of us a little bit like Airbnb, but but looking for long-term rental. Yes. So that's the industry we play in, very, uh, very um, sort of consolidated and, and segmented in, in the way we see it. Okay. But actually, the industry is a fragmented, industry served by multiple agencies a lot of mistrust as i'm sure you're aware yeah i can and imagine so it's our biggest goal has been to to scale to serve as many people as possible with an offering that makes sense that gives yeah. them trust uh, a lot of transparency and then offers a better quality product than they could uh, find anywhere else okay. and in that regard i do believe we've, we've seen success this, the, the green shoots of success long yes. way to go um, and, uh, and we're now servicing uh, well over 15,000 users Wow! Um, and, and managing portfolio that's growing about 10% a month. So it's, that's it's, incredible. Been, a, it's been a good journey. Absolutely. And when was HouseMe founded? HouseMe founded end of uh, 2015. Okay. Uh, in 2016, uh, we were very much in development mode and only launched uh, at the end of that year, beginning of 2017. Okay. We raised a, a small amount of money mm-hmm. and entered the market and almost immediately had to rebuild our entire product. Wow. Yeah, it's not as uh, unusual as you might think. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of, uh, there's a lot of case studies of, of sort of, you know, you build your business based on a case of assumptions or a set of assumptions. Yes. And once you realize those assumptions are all completely wrong, uh, you yes. have to go and rebuild. Fortunately, ours were right enough to be able to back up uh, some investment. Okay. And then on the back of that, we, we built out what you would now find at uh, house.me. That, that's our website. Okay. House.me. And, uh, and everything there has been built over the last um, sort of uh, year and a half, two years. What we've tried to do is capture a platform that uh, creates transparency in renting mm-hmm. right from pre-listing and getting to know sort of a lease and, and what's required there all the way through to renewals at the end of the process. Okay, I see. So what I did, uh, we spoke about this a little bit earlier, but I want to look at both angles. I want to look at it from the perspective of a landlord and then that of a tenant as well. So if I'm coming in as a tenant looking for a place to live, how does the process work for me? So a tenant, we haven't disrupted your flow at all. Uh, okay. If you're looking for a property, continue to look at private property, property 24, Gumtree, wherever it might be. Yeah. Um, you go into Gumtree and you're looking for a property and you look in the area and the price range, you do all of that. All of our listings are accessible there. So we've actually partnered uh, oh, all these, these places. We're not competing with them at all. We plug into that, into that system. Okay. What's unique about us, though, is if you look at any of the properties that we're managing, you'll have an additional picture at the end of all of the <laughs> photographs. Yes. Uh, and, and that picture will tell you that we're only going to ask for a one month deposit. This is a managed uh, rental okay. by HouseMe. There's no discrimination. We're completely transparent. Oh, and by the way, you're able to place an offer on this property that might not be what the landlord asked for, which oh, is wow. unique to, to this uh, this country. Yeah, and definitely what tenants need, especially when you're young and you're looking for a place. If you're in your 20s, that's kind of exactly what you want to hear. Well, we, we certainly hope so. Liquid- yeah. Liquidity is a big problem. So yeah. one of the um, one of the interesting statistics we found is some of our best tenants are the ones that actually struggle to pay a deposit, yes. but actually great renters over, over a period of time. Yes. The reason they struggle to pay a deposit is because, as you say, a young professional or, yeah. or a student coming out first job, yeah. I mean, it's very difficult 
to afford three months up front. 100%. Uh, so having a one-month deposit certainly helps. Um, and, uh, and, and we believe uh, creating access to market in that way not yeah. only in- increases the tenant pool, but also, we believe, cr- increases the goodwill between the tenant and the landlord, which is a better process for everyone. Absolutely. And then for landlords, how does the process then work for them? Okay, so if, if, we, if we conclude the tenant process, you go through the, that, that marketplace, you find a property, yeah. you, you get an email from us saying, hi, it's so nice that, that you, you're interested in this property. Look yeah. into a viewing, give us your details, and then you go through that viewing process. Okay. We'll, we'll take all of your information, you'll register with us. Um, and, and we'll do all of your credit checks for free, your verification for free. It's oh, all wow. secure in our system. Uh, and if, if you place an offer that the landlord accepts, whether that's higher or lower than what he asked for, and we allow you to do both, um, then, okay. then you, get, you get the lease. And, and there's no, as I said, there's no discrimination at all. From a landlord perspective, yes. what happens is um, the landlord is able to list with us for free. Okay. Um, and he puts or she puts her property up. Uh, on, on our platform. That then gets distributed on all the marketplaces, country, private property, private 24, etc. Yes. Uh, and those marketplaces now look for tenants. Okay. We, we verify those properties, we make sure that they are actually owned by the person who yeah. says they own them. <laughs> uh, and then we facilitate this offer process. So yes. ma- maybe there are five tenants that are interested, two of whom actually don't complete their documents. So three, okay. three tenants are interested and one of whom can afford it or maybe two of whom can afford it. And whichever offer comes in at the highest price, we offer to the landlord. Okay. Um, and, uh, and of course, if it's, if it's higher than what they expected, then then the lease goes out and, and if a bit lower yeah. uh, the landlord has the opportunity to say yes actually you know what I'd rather have this lease at you know 500 and less yeah. but not have a month of vacancy or no rather wait for someone I think they'll, they'll pay a full price you know wait another week or, or yeah. whatever case maybe. that's incredible let's backtrack a little bit I just want to talk a little bit about you and how you got involved in tech or rental what was your stream into housing well I, <laughs> if, I, if I gave you five guesses you probably wouldn't wouldn't get it um, <laughs> it's not a standard uh, process becoming okay. a, a tech entrepreneur I don't yeah. think there is a sort of a path that they didn't can say is, is standard um Mine, mine was maybe a little more carved out than, than others. Okay. I, I was part of the Alan Gray Orbis Foundation okay. uh, as, a, as a fellow or as a candidate fellow for a number of years through my university career, okay. uh, where I studied finance and accounting. I was going to become a CA, which is, of course, the antithesis of the risks I'm taking <laughs> now, I suppose. Okay. Um, and as my parents remind me. Of uh, course. Of course. <laughs> but, um, but throughout that, that period of time, I learned a lot of skills, very grateful to the foundation, what they did, and yeah. they provide you with mentorship and opportunity to learn from uh, people who We've done it in the industry before. Okay. You go through workshops, you learn how to take risk and, and what capital allocation looks like. And it really wow. did sort of supercharge my interest in, in the space. Okay. I then did the complete opposite of going into a small business and I went to the biggest bank in the world. <laughs> um, so it was, uh, was an investment banker at JP Morgan for a number of years. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was different. Um, yeah. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm not one of the people who, who came out of a corporate and, and sort of hated it. I, yeah. I enjoyed the time. Uh, learned a lot of valuable lessons, built a network. Um, oh, that's great. And then uh, through that period, started to realize there are a lot of efficiencies that banks have that small businesses don't. Yeah. And there are a lot of markets that bankers are able to access um, that you know non-bankers don't, yes. don't realize. Yes. And the, the core takeaway for me uh, over a period of years was pricing efficiency drives markets. Okay. Uh, that's how the JSC operates. That's yes. how a number of, of markets operate, but not rental. And okay. I knew a little bit about property and I thought, gee, you know, it, it must be possible to have a fair placement mechanism or tool. Mm. And that was the very base of House Me, uh, right back in the day. Uh, and uh, at that point, I started looking for a co-founder. Okay, I see. And and then House Me was born. And House Me was born. <laughs> House Me was born. It was, it was as simple as that. Actually, I, I flew down to Cape Town. I was working at Joburg at the time. Okay. Flew down to Cape Town with a, a five-slide pitch deck. Okay. Uh, which I must say, uh, even even in those days, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, was, was probably far too detailed. Um, and all wrong, of course. Uh, <laughs> 
but it, it managed to, to get enough interest from two or three people I respect mm. a, a, a hell of a lot and uh, and they were able to, to sort of give me the push I needed yeah. um, and uh, a couple of sleepless months afterwards I can imagine um, I, I, uh, so I, I used to work on it after hours I'd, I'd go home go home uh, in, in the evenings yeah. um, and uh, and instead of going straight to bed I'd, I'd actually start working on, on the business plan wow. and, uh, and and then had, had enough of, uh, of a concept to, to pitch to a co-founder and I think okay. one of the things that the takeaways I'd say of, of how's my success story is, is having the right people at the right time and how important mm. it is to build that team definitely definitely what was the most challenging part of the process of starting house me well, I think the, the challenges <laughs> keep coming. So I, I, I don't want to say the, the most challenging is that I'll touch wood. But um, I think right in the beginning, um, the biggest problem you have or, or the biggest challenge you have as a young entrepreneur is, is to back yourself because okay. uh, everything, everyone, every mm. opportunity that comes to you is mm. so much easier to handle when you've got a secure job and a salary yeah. and a, yeah. you know, a, frankly, quite a, quite a good lifestyle mm. at, at the age that you are. Um, so that was, a, that was a challenge. And then I think uh, once you sort of make the leap, Mm -hmm. It's making sure that you keep uh, dedicated. One, one thing that I, I, to I told myself, if, if I was going to do that and actually move out of corporate, mm. um, I might not be cleverer than everyone, but I have to work harder. I have to yes. work harder than everyone else. Yes. And, uh, and that's something you've really got to drill into yourself. And they, they often speak about entrepreneurial perseverance. That's all it is. You just, you're, you're free yeah. to get up, you're working. 100%. Um, and then I think the, the final thing I'll say, that the challenge um, that, that everyone in this country faces, is there is a, a real lack of, of uh, investment uh, mm. interest in particular types of business. Yes. Tech is a bit more lucky th than others. So, yes. so we did have that going for, for, for us. Yeah. Um, but property is not a very sexy word in, yeah. in investment circles. You don't see uh, venture capitalists raising massive funds for, for property although True. prop tech is taking off now um, <laughs> and so that was that was a challenge uh, in, in keeping keeping yourself motivated when yeah. you've heard the 10th or 11th or in our case probably about the 30th no <laughs> believing that the 31st person you speak to would, would say yes yeah oh that is a lot that i don't know how you deal with all the no's yeah, well, <laughs> yeah I, uh, <laughs> what kept you going though what kept you motivated even when you had those 30 no's and then one yes and then another yeah, 30 no's you know th there's a lovely story um uh, in fact it's a banking story uh, about an analyst who, who believed that the market was was wrong about a particular stock okay and the question he used to ask himself is can i can i stay liquid for uh, an, a long enough time mm -hmm. that the market becomes rational Mm. And I love that little anecdote because mm. what that says is, you know, you just have to carry on believing in yourself, not forever, just yeah. until everyone else swings your way. That is true. And if you think about it like that, that then every true. person you convince, even if it's just one person, yeah. even if it's just half of an investment committee, yeah. uh, you're actually gaining traction. And, and so that, that was one way to look at it. And that will fuel you to keep going because well, sometimes I, you can just like feed off that. Absolutely. I certainly yeah. hope so. I need a lot yeah. of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody needs a lot of fuel. You know, whatever you're pushing or driving to get out there, takes a lot of motivation especially mm. when like you're an entrepreneur that takes a lot financially mentally physically it takes a lot of you so i can only imagine it's absolutely right and, yeah. and i think uh, i'm not here to say that, that my journey has been particularly hard relative to anyone else i think everyone yeah. who goes through a journey yeah. like this is immensely uh, challenging yeah but also immensely rewarding and uh, if there's anyone listening you know wondering whether or not it's worth it mm. to, to start out and, and do it and my recommendation is absolutely i, yeah. I think this is very interesting cost of um, of social capital, um, yeah. which which means that once you're in, it's a lot harder to get out. So I acknowledge that. Mm. That's a bias I have. Uh, it certainly mm. looks looks like everyone can do it when you're doing it, but um, it really is. It's worthwhile. And and I think uh, another thing that really keeps us going is a vision bigger than just getting a paycheck at the end mm. of the month. Definitely. And on the part of it being so rewarding, so how's me one best startup in Cape Town, and that's a, a huge achievement, I think. 
Yeah. Well, How did that come about? Well, because we're the best. <laughs> <laughs> what was the process no, of selection? How did that work? Yeah, so, so we, were, look, we were very, very fortunate yeah. to, to be selected as um, one of uh, Seedstar's finalists um, come the end of last year. Yeah. And uh, an, an absolute uh, tremendous uh, credit to the team. Uh, we, mm. we pulled together a fantastic presentation and, and we've got a product that really is doing doing a lot of good work. Mm. Um, not just from a business perspective, but socially as well and, and opportunities we're unlocking for, for South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to present that. Uh, Seedstar's is, is a global um, brand and, and competition and, and mm. we won the, the Cape Town leg. Uh, it was a fantastic experience and yeah. I'm very grateful for, for the recognition. And then being in the digital space, like you mentioned being a rental agency and then you know being in, in the space where tech isn't that big and it's picking up now but mm. you entered it when it wasn't a thing. So how, how is your relationship with rental agencies? I'm sure they have <laughs> some sort of envy <laughs> for what you guys are well, doing. Envy is probably a polite <laughs> word um, in, in, in some ways. So uh, let, let me say categorically that, that any sort of disruption or innovation causes anxiety and, and, yeah. and change is not easy to deal with even within a company that is creating the change. I can say that from, from personal experience. <laughs> yeah. um, but what, what we've done is, is build a platform that is accessible to anyone who's mm. managing property. Mm. So we are actually not necessarily uh, comp- competing with agencies or with agents. Mm, okay. uh, they are more than welcome to use our technology, use our platform and actually put mm. their book onto, onto our system. And we're doing all the collections, the payments, the okay, leasing, the admin the the connecting the and uh, you know and so on so so agencies aren't really uh, utilizing us to their full potential and i think that there is sort of some resentment in, into how we've done it yes but ultimately the question is you know is technology efficiency going to disrupt the market and i think mm. if you say yes then it's a question of time yeah uh, maybe it's not our company maybe it's a different brand or, or yes. maybe it's another three years but mm. but i believe it will come and uh, we True. hope to be at the forefront of that and what i love about what you said now is that there is space for collaboration from these you know traditional rental agencies there's a way for them to kind of work with what you're doing and capitalize on that themselves Absolutely, and and uh, we are actually seeing a bit more of that now. On, okay. you know, if we look at our at our books and uh, at our numbers and, and who's coming on board. Okay. But the fundamental belief of Housemate, if I take a step back, yes, we'd love to serve those agencies mm. um, and help them service their clients. Mm. But we're actually here to make it more efficient between mm. a private landlord and, and, and a private tenant. And mm. if we can do that, mm. we're doing a good job. Um, Definitely. The market is usually underserved. Um, yes. You know, we, we've got massive levels of distrust. Part of that is uh, sort of racial f- from the history yes. of the country. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of people who charge way too much for what they do. True. And so the whole industry really does need a bit of a, a clean and uh, and we really hope to be part of that. Definitely. And I can see what you're doing and I can see that you're all winning at it. So keep doing it. Oh, thank <laughs> very, very kind. Yeah, we, we certainly, uh, we've got a long way to go, but we look forward to it. And then talk me through the PlaceMe tool. What exactly is that? Sure. So I spoke a little bit earlier and it is a, a strange concept in rental about mm-hmm. our offer process whereby tenants are able to say, look, I'm willing to pay let's say 10,000 Rand mm-hmm. for this rental. Mm-hmm. And a landlord says, well, I want 11,000, but okay, someone wants to pay 10, someone wants to pay 10 and a half, someone mm-hmm. wants to pay 11, someone wants to pay 12. And he's not quite sure what the price is. Now, if, okay. if, I, take, if I take you back to, to the origin of Housme as a concept, yeah. that inefficiency in pricing results in vacancies. Mm. And we wanted to solve that for a landlord and solve it for a tenant. Mm. Um, when I rented up in Johannesburg, uh, I certainly didn't know the price of the flat that I should have, uh, I should or, or the price of the, the rental price, what it should have been. Yeah. My landlord didn't know, and sure yeah. as hell my agent didn't. I mean, he had no idea at all. Wow. 
But someone had to know, and the someone, if I could say, is the market. It, with enough tenants coming in, the landlord could have assessed what people were willing to pay and then selected oh, on wow. that. So we run a, a transparent process, this offer mechanism that allows tenants to pay what, what they're willing to. Okay. Uh, if they can afford it, and, and obviously they've got the documents in place, then they're able to get it, and, and there's no uh, there's no room for uh, yeah. shenanigans. True. And that works, with, like once we said uh, earlier as well, it works for the tenant and it works for the landlord as well, because you, the tenant gets to offer maybe a price that's lower than what is expected or maybe the landlord will get more than what they expected so it can go either way absolutely yeah and the reality is it's it's almost bizarre that we have to talk about it because that's Mm. how it works in so many markets so many areas i mean that is the efficiency of an economy yes um and it hasn't yet uh, come in rental it's even having in sales so so really Mm. it it will happen and and we believe obviously we're we're helping helping pull that forward i think what's also important to know is is uh, as part of that process we're able to actually support both parties through that negotiation mm. so we actually have case studies of people who'd be very willing to wait for a higher price yes but they're not that skilled at having you know 14 people come in and talk to them and try to negotiate on the side and this guy's got a deal yeah. and this one wants to bring a cat so we're actually <laughs> able to uh, to sort of standardize that comms process which okay is, uh, i see i believe a, a great benefit so does that work through you so would your guys be able to negotiate that kind of terms and conditions that would come with a tenant wanting a place to rent. So yeah, so so our technology uh, is able to handle that negotiation, okay, and, and it takes into factors. We've, we've got uh, fancy algorithms. I'm sure okay. I should have better wording than that. So <laughs> my, my CTO is going to kill me. But uh, we, we, we've got we, we've got a, a system that allows for that negotiation okay. without there being any room for discrimination, unfair treatment, yes. or, or indeed uh, unfair practice, but, yes. which uh, unfortunately is the result of many years of that um, definitely yeah, very very weird definitely and talk me through the rental guarantee because this fascinated me mm. and I, I don't understand how it works but let's <laughs> first start over and tell me what the rental guarantee is so one of the problems we identified and, and there are several uh, in, the, in the rental <laughs> industry one of them was um, that a, a landlord is not trusting a tenant yes and he does have some reason for that now okay. they're bad reasons and those we obviously address in, in, our, in our vetting and, and our anti-discrimination practice okay but sometimes a tenant does pay late or doesn't pay at all and, okay. and you know in the middle of the year a great tenant might lose a job or, or have a medical bill or whatever the case might be and the landlord now feels a bit of pressure to to be able to cover his mortgage payment or yes. whatever it is if he's an investing landlord so how do you deal with that what, what are the options available and we looked in the market and, and there wasn't really anything that was affordable to the average again the average mm. mom and pop on the street how uh, for her property maybe this is her retirement in, in mm. 10 years um, to, to actually protect that, that form of income, that, that collection of rent. Yeah. So what Housemeet's done is uh, built a, a rental guarantee where we're ab- able to take on the risk of mm-hmm. tenants that, that we put into a property. Mm. So for 1%, mm-hmm. if, as a landlord, if you put your property onto Housemeet, mm-hmm. uh, you can pay us 1%. We'll do the vetting, we'll do the credit checks, the screening, and if that Housemeet tenant is placed and it's a Housemeet tenant, mm-hmm. we will guarantee that even if the tenant pays late or doesn't pay at all, for a quarter of the year, we will we will step up. We will take that risk for you. We are so confident in our processes mm. that we can do that. And it's you know the numbers speak for ourselves. We, mm. We've got a we've got a higher collection rate um, than anyone uh, than anyone that, that we can compare to. It's about fifteen and a half times better than the industry average. Wow. Um, and uh, and that's a result of great technology and great algorithms. Yes. And also a great team running a process that hasn't been revamped for years. True. But then how does it work? Because if there is that risk and mm. you are willing to cover, you know, a couple of months. How does it work? How is that a sustainable <laughs> business model? <laughs> well, I suppose that is a bit of the secret sauce. How, how, yeah, how yes. are we able to do it? Um, 
a lot, a lot of it goes into the processes. So we are pedantic, okay. you know, a house tenant needs to be a cut above, um, you know, sort of the rest of the market and, and we do a really okay. good, good job of doing it. Okay. But then the other thing is um, with technology and with uh, models that you're able to build, you can create an affordability calculator or a check or an algorithm Okay. T- to the degree that we can create business confidence. And of course, we've been doing this now for three, four years. We're three, four years ahead of anyone else trying to do it. True. So we're able to continue to trade and, and build out a better a, a better process than, than some of the, even some of the insurers. Yeah, definitely. And it's incredible. I actually want to talk through some of the key facts that HouseMe has had so far. Sure. Actually, some of the, the key top performing facts, <laughs> actually. So uh, the property portfolio grew 12 times in HouseMe's first year of operations. I feel like that is really huge. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's great. Certainly one that we, we look back on fondly. And, yeah. and uh, as it now growing 10 cents a month, so it, it really is continuing. Yeah. And then also your user base is growing by more than 1,000 new users a month which is a large number I don't know maybe in tech it isn't actually that large but to me that's a that's a big number it, look it, it is a big number I think yeah. you've got to put it in context it, it's not a big number relative to tech companies okay what it is a big number is it's relative to your estate agency so yes. if, if you're looking like yeah. for like what are the services we're offering well yeah. the people most likely to be disrupted here are rental agencies yes a rental agency and to give you some context a rental agency um Let's say, uh, you know, well, let me not say the names, but mm-hmm. one, one of the big big players who has a franchise, let's say in Cape Town CBD or okay. in Camps Bay or in Rondebosch, they, they're going to manage between 80 and 140 rentals over the course of a year. Wow. So that's, wow. call that maybe three or four users for each of those. So, so you're looking at having to deal with maybe 400, 500 relationships mm. um, during the course of a year. Yeah. We're signing on double that every month and that gives you some idea of the scale that we're able to generate with with the technology yes that's absolutely incredible you must be so proud no absolutely (laughs) thank you (laughs) and then also your fee of 2.5 percent of rental is less than half the industry average of 10 percent which is also a, a huge gap once again yeah, it, it actually it's a bit of a double-edged sword to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. We we've got a uh, we've got a fantastic fee. We've got a fantastic structure, and, mm. and in some cases, we've had calls. I've had calls personally with with landlords calling and saying, actually, this is too good to be true. I, I yes. do not believe that you can do what you're saying. Are you a scam? You know, are you for real? <laughs> uh, we've got as far as I'm sure to, I've been one of those people. Well, we, we've got as far as people actually walking into our office and saying, "I just wanted to check you guys are real." Yeah. So it really is. Uh, it's quite something, but. But the way we're able to do it, and, and the, the answer is, uh, unfortunately, it's a very boring answer. The answer <laughs> is, uh, at scale, our technology is that efficient. Yes. Um, and that's what a technology company can do. It's yeah. able to leverage um, its its core processes and mm. perform it not just for one person, but mm. for 100 and not 100, but 1,000. Yeah. Um, and so long as we continue to build in that way, mm. uh, I think the company can continue to grow. Definitely. And one thing, I think a lot of people are scared of tech disruptors for a reason that I think is a realistic reason, um, but people are always scared that, you know, people are going to lose their jobs because technology will take over, you know, the human side of, of a, a particular job. And with this, I mean, the same thing comes to mind, but are there any spaces for job opportunities within the house me model? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, okay. it's actually one of the things we, we're really passionate about. We um, we realize technology is going to disrupt, mm-hmm. so we're not going to apologize for that. Mm-hmm. But House Me as a model is trying to create job opportunities and opportunities to upskill and learn um, mm. for, for a variety of people. And, and I'll give you a few examples of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, I've, I've already said uh, we, we're not we're not trying to kill off agencies. They're welcome mm. to use us. We'd love to collaborate, and, and we're open to that. Mm. And and are actually seeing some successful relationships. Mm-hmm. But but more closer to home. You know, Housme has grown uh, its staff complement by 20 in the last two years. That's that's 20 new jobs that, that a startup wow. has provided. Yes, it's a tech company, but actually, no, we're not killing the economy. We're not killing yes. jobs. We've just created 20 opportunities for families to, to, create, a, to create income, and, and yeah. uh, we're very proud of that. 
We also have uh, two sort of programs that we run. The, the one being an, inter an internship. Uh, we have develop software development interns. We also have uh, oh, operational wow. interns who come in and we're actually teaching skills, whether it's uh, sales training, uh, whether it's coding, whatever the case might be. And we get a tremendous amount of value from them. But they're invited to business meetings. They're invited to strategy mm. meetings. And we really are trying to instill a culture of sort of go get it uh, yeah. type, of, type of thing, which is wonderful. And it's actually one of my favorite parts of the year, being part yeah. of those programs. Uh, and then, um, sort of on a broader base, uh, one of the things that, that we've built is a, is a network of helpers, um, what we call House Me Helpers, okay. who we've trained and, and provide uh, job opportunities to for things like photography or inspections oh, wow. or key handovers or, or, or tasks that can actually be isolated into one part of the, the value chain of rental. Okay. Uh, okay. And so I think a little bit like, like Uber, uh, yes. able to have sort of contractual um, agreements with drivers or whatever yes. the case is. We've got a similar sort of model that we're looking to roll out. And uh, to us, that, that's usually exciting. Um, and uh, hopefully yeah. there'll be more developments on that in the next year. On that note, actually, what can people expect from House Me in the next <laughs> year or so? Uh, well, we, I think we're still going to be here. I think that's, that's the first thing. Every, every year, <laughs> the, a few more uh, doubters uh, sort of uh, change their mind. And, and I think that, that that's critical. You know, we, we're yes. actually growing and, and, and developing at, at a speed that I think is, is fantastic. Definitely. Um, what you can expect, I think... We've gone. Uh, we've undergone quite a significant shift in our systems. That seems to be stabilizing now, which means we're able to serve a, a lot higher volume w with better quality, which is fantastic. Oh, that's great. Uh, and then the two things that are really going to be standout features for us are, are a couple mm -hmm. of tools that we're releasing uh, to better help service tenants who are looking to pay a deposit. Okay. Uh, I, I, um, I think you can you can expect to hear about that in the next sort of three or four months. Okay. Uh, and then possibly uh, also a way to um, to service these these landlords, as I said, with photographer inspections yes. right across the country, uh, up up to. Now, we've had that very localized. We've trialed it out um, quite carefully in Cape Town and parts okay. of Joburg. Uh, but that's something we'd like to roll out uh, nationally as soon as we can. That is absolutely incredible. So if someone's listening, a tenant or potential landlord, and they want to get invo involved with HouseMe's uh, options, how do they get hold of you and where do they find you? Oh, wonderful. So um, you can have a look at our website. That's mm -hmm. the, the primary way to, to interact with us. So that's www.house.me. Mm -hmm. house me. Um, and uh, and we're, we're available there and, and we'll, all of the information that you need will be there. Tenants, if you're looking for properties specifically, mm -hmm. continue to use all your search portals and, and, uh, and, and don't change your behavior. Mm. But look out for the ones managed by us and we'll, we'll give you a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a beautiful note to end on. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Ben Shaw. I wish you all the best. And I can see House Me is only going from strength to strength. Well, thanks. So much. It's a real <laughs> pleasure to be on the show. So thank you for your time. You're welcome.